You're listening to KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at kzyx.org, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. We're also found on Facebook, broadcasting from the MCOE studio in Ukiah, California. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Criminal. I am your host, Camille Leggett. My friends call me Kay, so you guys can call me Kay. And you're listening to a radio show that focuses on equality, respecting all races, genders, sexual orientations, and backgrounds. And regardless of who you are or how you identify as, this show is for you. Oftentimes, when people choose to live their lives, live in their truth, and stand up for their beliefs, they are perceived as criminals. Criminals like Frederick Douglass, Cesar Chavez, or even you. The criminal will discuss social and political controversial topics with my fellow guests, or I should say my fellow criminals, with the hopes of educating communities and sharing powerful stories and criminals who have helped pave the way for equality as our ancestors once did for us. So let's utilize our First Amendment right, that's our freedom of speech, of course, and let's get into it. Listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. I am so excited to have an artist by the name of Nakia Gold on the show today. And I'm calling her a criminal because her artistry and music and talking about issues pertaining to Black Lives Matter and equality and racism um, is just really out of this world with her amazing song with Wiz Khalifa. But wait, before I speak too much on this song, I want Nikia Gold to tell us uh, about her music and her artistry. And I want you to get a chance to get to know her as well. But I am very happy to have her on the show because she is in my perspective, perceived as a criminal um, because she talks about these very radical, quote unquote, radical, (laughs) even though I hate using that term radical, uh, it should just be called common sense, but who am I, right? Uh, (laughs) Shade, but no shade. (laughs) No, I'm excited to have Nikia Gold on today because not only of her radical perspective and expressionism through artistry and music, but also she is is a black woman of color in the LGBTQ community. Uh, And as many of you guys have known in the past, anybody who was a part of the LGBTQ community before it even was formed, a person who liked the same sex or the opposite sex or didn't feel like they were in their perspective uh, biological gender, um, they were perceived years ago um, in the 50s and the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, they were often perceived as having some kind of uh, mental illness or even having a spiritual battle and, and sometimes even perceived as a criminal. And so I wanted to bring this radical criminal of the 21st century, Nakia Gold, onto the show. So the first time that I saw you perform, it was at the Social Justice Learning Institute, and you had a phenomenal 
performance, you had one of my favorite songs. And of course, we're going to we're going to get into that, my listeners. We're going to get into that. But I just want the audience to know who is Nakia Gold? Who is the artist Nakia Gold? Yes. I mean, first off, it was a pleasure performing there and seeing you guys and being able to do something, you know, for the people. But Nakia Gold, I um I'm a child that grew up in Southern Los Angeles, California, who, you know, didn't have the outlets, who paved the way for herself. So I feel like, you know, I'm a product of a lot of what we see in the streets today. You can make it, you can do it. Very nice, very nice. And that's one thing that I really felt in your performance was your ability to express your political views in such an artistic and powerful way and also you're just being so you are so humble (laughs) and and the fact that you just you know you're nonchalant and come on now you are very powerful and very uh, just talented beyond measure so I just wanted to get a little bit about your background like how old are you, you know, because you look pretty young as an artist. So I know you're a new artist, but how old are you, Nakia? Yes, I am 25. You're 25? I'm 25. 25. <laughs> hey. I have given for all the women who don't want to tell, you know, they age and they just want to be perceived as how they look. And if it's good, it's good. If it's old, it's old. If it's young, it's young. But we 25. Okay. And we're going to be alive. Okay, okay. And, <laughs> and when did you fall in love with music? Well, I fell, in, I fell in love with music at a young age. You know, that was really my outlet. I was the black sheep of the family. So, you know, my mother used to have us sitting in church. And, you know, we start church off with music. That was my favorite part. And then I would go home, I would sing songs myself or even make up my own song. So when I was young, I found love for music very, very early. Okay, okay. And and who would you say um, you were inspired by through your music? Who Who inspired you when you were younger to become an artist? Lauryn Hill inspired a lot of who I am now or not who I am, just how I create music and how I can express myself. Debrat, um, Queen Latifah, Beyonce, Janelle Monet, Jasmine Sullivan. All of these beautiful R&B soulful women I've looked up to very young and I was able to shape who I was as a, as a young adult. Because, you know, we don't know who we are growing up. We don't know who we're going to be. We still, as a growing adult, I'm still falling and finding out who I am as a person. So, yeah, it's shape. Yeah, I can, I can definitely feel a little bit of Lauryn Hill, you know, in the way that it, you sing and your lyricism. It's definitely giving me that Lauryn Hill vibe. And, and, one thing that I can truly say is it kind of gave me that that old school vibe. I cannot recall the song, but I remember it was like 
Oh my God, I'm not about to sing it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All the the heat is on, okay? And it's not because the studio AC is off, okay? <laughs> the heat is on. Uh, no, it was that, um, it was, girl, you know you better watch out. Yeah. That thing, that thing, that thing. Something like that. That's it. That That is my jam, girl. Yeah, that's her mm -hmm. versatility. That's what I fell in love with. I didn't want to be stuck and contained as an artist. Like, I want to be able to do whatever it is I feel at that given time, moment. Like, if I want to rap, I feel like I want to be a, a lyricist, or if I want to sing, that's what I want to do at that specific time, you know? So, the fact that she was able to do that, her, Queen Latifah, I loved it. Right, right, right. Beyonce, Beyonce's a beast. You can't tell her nothing. Exactly. And and these are women that kind of broke the mold in the industry, you know, especially Lauren Hill coming out with locks, you know, as a black, dark skinned woman. And around that right. time frame, you had like this war of the little Kim versus a conscious, you know, artist. Right. Exactly. And then the, the I woman. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously it transcended into what we have today in the industry which I feel like we're going to get into in our next segment. Once we listen to your song, Justice, Get Up, Stand Up, which, by the way, was the song that I absolutely fell in love with when you performed, because let me tell you, Get Up, Stand Up was an ode to my childhood. I remember as a kid, when I was little, my dad used to make me sing Get Up, Stand Up while I was in the tub because he didn't want to make he wanted to make sure I wasn't going to drown while he was outside the tub, you know, outside the bathroom, I should say. <laughs> so I had to sing, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. And that's a song that my dad and I, we used to sing together. It was just like our, you know, something that I hold truth to in my heart today. And that's why activism and radio is really powerful. It and is. so when you sang that song and the lyrics that you, you expressed was very, very powerful, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement going on right now which we will get into in our next segment. So listen up, you guys. We're going to listen to Nakia Gold, Justice. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Get up, stand up. Preach your man on tell me. Speak your mind, gotta take care of your family. 
I'm teaching mine. Pulling up, see recline. Some days I got a lot of things on my mind, but we stay in the fight. Struggle every day to do what's right. It's occasions for the situations I made it out of. No, I got a lot to go, but still I see the progress. Plus I know we survivors. Make the best out of a bad thing. You could bet when they go right, we go left. Cush smoke in my chest, ten toes in each step. Taylor gang, what I rep. Boy, don't play with us. Made it to the top, and that's exactly where the f we gon' stay. Stay the f out our way, and if you down, you better. Get up, stand up. just want to let you guys know that you can find Nakia that is N-A-K-K-I-A gold as in the color gold um, on several platforms again we played her song Justice which you can also listen to on all platforms of YouTube Spotify iTunes and the list goes on so go ahead and give her a listen to if you feel free uh, to do so and if especially if you're a Bob Marley fan I think that definitely does some justice to one of my favorite songs get up stand up stand up for your rights <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Criminal. I am your host, Camille Leggett. My friends call me Kay, so you guys can call me Kay. And you're listening to a radio show that focuses on equality, respecting all races, genders, sexual orientations, and backgrounds. And regardless of who you are or how you identify as, this show is for you. Oftentimes, when people choose to live their lives, live in their truth, and stand up for their beliefs, they are perceived as criminals. Criminals like Frederick Douglass, Cesar Chavez, or even you. The criminal will discuss social and political controversial topics with my fellow guests, or I should say my fellow criminals, with the hopes of educating communities and sharing powerful stories and criminals who have helped pave the way for equality as our ancestors once did for us. So let's utilize our First Amendment right, that's our freedom of speech, of course, 
and let's get into it. So for my people who are just jumping into the conversation, you are listening to The Criminal, and I am your host, Kay, and I am very, very, very excited to have our guest on the show, Biden, Nakia Gold, and we were just talking about her song called Justice, which has Bob Marley, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. Ah, I love that song. Love, love, love that song. And you've got to listen to her music. You can definitely uh, catch her song on several platform streams, which is YouTube, Spotify, listen to her on iTunes. She's everywhere. So again, that's Nakia Gold, N-A-K-K-I-A, gold, like the color, gold. (laughs) And definitely feel free to listen to Justice. Um, Very powerful song. Um, And we talked about some of her reasons in which she decided to even get into the music industry and her love for music since she was in church and and uh, being a child growing up into the church and the music era of the church. And then, you know, falling in love with some of her favorite artists by the name of Lauryn Hill and Jasmine Sullivan and even some of her favorite hip hop artists. Uh, Queen Latifah and DeBrat, and just so many powerful black women of color that inspired Nakia to be the person that she is today and the artist that she is. Um, And for all the artists that have paved the way and opened the door for her, all the artists that are black women of color. And so I am excited to get into our next segment, which we're going to get a little bit personal. And we are going to talk about um, some personal matters of Nakia Gold and her experiences of being a black woman in the LGBTQ community and being in the industry. So let's talk about it. So Nakia Gold, my goodness, that song right there, Justice, Get Up, Stand Up, what? That was amazing. Thank you. You know, we got to come with it for our people. It's important. We as artists, we got this voice and we got this platforming everyone listens to us so we can always speak about anything so it's important sometimes to have a message that the kids now will know and they'll be able to talk and have that conversation like who is Bob Marley right it can even open up conversations for parents to have with their children to explain who he is explain that this has been a movement that's been going on for years and years and years right and and I just want to go into the lyrics real, real quick before we jump in it. I love the lyrics. Like, let me, besides the fact that you're using Get Up, Stand Up, Bob Marley, and it's just powerful in itself. But the fact that you said every time we try to get, to get back up, somebody come to try to tear us down. But this time when I get back up, we going to fight back and stand our ground. We took yeah. too much. We've seen enough. I know my rights. You cannot touch. There's no peace where there's no justice. Cuts too deep. Can't stitch them up. And then I love the part where you say, got to let go. Hanging on to pain. Struggling made us strong. So we breaking through the chains. Yes. <laughs> Knew it yeah. wouldn't be long till we see a change. Got to be loud. So they hear us when we sang. Oh, my goodness. Yes, ma'am. That I, like Maya Angelou in the booth. 
Yes, very much so. And and I love the fact that it, it feels like the radicalism of Black Lives Matter. And I don't know if you've ever protested during BLM, but... Oh, yes, I did. You did? Yes, yes. I did. It felt like that. It felt like that feeling of screaming out and making people hear us and not only just hear us but feel us yes feel what we're going through we right. want to push all lives matter but all lives won't matter until black lives matter and that's all we're trying to say right and it, it, it's a controversial subject for some people which is quite you know interesting yeah. and it's it's hard not to look at their perspective because it's difficult when you're not a person who is black or of color to have that kind of perspective. What were you going to say, Nakia? I said, yeah, it is hard. It's hard to speak from something that you have no experience in. Right. 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 And it's, and, and I also felt like that song was like, we're tired of being like asking for freedom. We're tired of asking for freedom and saying, give us our rights. Can you give us our rights? It was like, no, we're going to ta- get it. <laughs> we're taking it back. Yes. And that was the main point. And in doing that, you know, I, I want I wanted to let them know is, yes, in a sense, it seems like we're ranting and raving. But it seems like when we're loud, that's the only time we're heard. And when we come together, we are so powerful. And I don't think everybody's seen the power that we have. And they don't realize it. The whole We had the whole world outside during a pandemic. Not the United States, but the world was outside during a pandemic mm. to protest Black Lives Matter. Sure. Again, this United States, the world, right. that's power. That is power in unity. That is power in unity. And your lyricism kind of, like you said, you, you mentioned earlier that you really like Janelle Monet. She's kind of like your inspiration of your music and your artistry. Oh, and, yes, I love <laughs> And I don't know if you heard Django Jane, which is one of my favorite songs of Janelle Monet. I have a plethora of songs that are my favorite from her, but I love Django Jane. And I also love, you know, several of her songs as well. But one of the parts that she sings is she she starts to rap towards the end. And she said, they keep us underground working hard for the needy. But when it's time to pay, they turn around and call us greeter, greedy. My crown too heavy like a queen of Nefertiti. Give me back my pyramids. I'm trying to free Kansas City. Mix and masterminds like my name, Merritt Grubman. But I'm going to keep leading like a young Harriet Tubman. You can take my wings, but I'm still going to fly. And even if you edit me, the booty don't lie. I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) And I just love the fact that she said towards the end, you know, we're spreading hope, not dope, right? And she said, you got a deal, you got to cope. Will you be electric sheep, electric ladies? Will you speak or will you preach? And it's one of those moments where you're just like, it electrifies you. 
and yeah. that's what your music that's what that song did it like electrifies it's like oh yes yes the soul yeah. needs this but I also looked and did my little research not only on the lyrics and some of the songs that you have out right now on Spotify and we'll talk about that a little bit later for the listeners who are very interested <laughs> but I also was, you know, intrigued at the fact that your YouTube videos and your music videos, you're not shy about being a black woman in the LGBT community community and being an artist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, no, not at all. I feel like it's important, especially in this day and time we've lived in. Well, I've in the beginning lived through a time where it wasn't okay to be gay. You know, it wasn't okay to be open about your sexuality or you had to paint your face and put on these feminine clothes so you didn't look so hard. So I felt like it's very important to be and speak my truth. I wouldn't be being truthful to my fans or to myself if I was to portray something that wasn't me. So I felt very strongly and I had to come out as I am. And I had to show that we it's human. If God is love and love is for all, then we too shouldn't be judged. Mm. And we should all be able to live in our own truths. Again, it's, it's, it's my life. And I want it to be as vulnerable as I can be so that I could be that open book so people can know and have some type of inspiration if they can't or not allowed or scared to be their truth, speak their truth and live in their truth. You can do it. Don't let nobody else's judgment or the fear of what somebody else is going to say or think about you shade who you really want to be as a person because we get one life. Right. And the only thing promised is, is death one day. So you mm. got to live every life to your fullest capability and, and go to sleep knowing that whatever you did that day, you happy about mm. Mm. That's That's definitely word. Uh, and yeah. for my listeners, <laughs> word means I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And a lot of artists are, you know, some of them are struggling with wanting to come to terms of being themselves. When did you feel comfortable in being who you are in your sexuality? I feel like as a kid, I was already kind of like, you know, on the rough tomboy side. But when I stopped caring about trying to keep everybody else and satisfy people in my family or keep everyone else happy and living for myself, I can say as early as like 11, 12, 13, I was okay with myself and I was not worried about what I was going to hear as far as backlash because I couldn't, I couldn't fake it. I can't keep wearing like my mother knew don't buy me dresses. I'm not wearing them. Right. You know, you can give me the kicks. I didn't even play on girls sports teams. She put me on the boys teams on my brother's teams. Cause I was just different. I was rough and I, I, I wasn't like the normal girl and all my friends were guys. And so I kind of knew very early. And then when I did date a guy, I dated someone who looked just like a girl. Wow. wow. Like I like because you have feminine features. It's not because it's not you as a person. It's you got you taking a long time in the bathroom in the shower. You got long <laughs> hair. You barely have any facial hair. 
So it was like, dang, I don't like guys. Why am I trying to please everybody else? Trying to live this life that this is not me. I, this right. is not what I wake up and feel comfortable and feel good every day. When I wake up every day, I don't think of guys. I love women. Right, right. I like the beauty and feminineness of a woman. I'm a woman myself, and I love everything about being gay. I don't just have the desire of any male body parts, any male features. I love the fact that I'm a woman as well. Okay. So for me, it's kind of like, I'm a lot different than a lot of other great girls out here. Right. And and one of the things that was so radical in what you said is at 11, 12, you already knew who you were and you stood in your truth. So you were already a leader, you yeah. know, from a youngin. And then on top of that, it seems like your mother was, you know, and again, I don't know your family dynamics, you know, but out of respect to what you said, for her to put you in the sports of like, you know, the boys is pretty powerful because yeah. putting you in the sports with the boys, again, is powerful. But it is also like showing that, you know, she's kind of supporting that and you being yourself, you know, especially a person being in the church in a black church, which is. Oh, yeah. Know. No, don't get me wrong. She was not having it in the beginning. When I got my first girlfriend, whoo, I got kicked out the house. I got told to go live with her. But as far as me being comfortable in my skin, like as far as me doing what I'm doing in her house, she was fine. Just don't bring that stuff in her house. When it, when it got to the point where I started dating girls and bringing them to the house, that's when it was like, uh-uh, not in here. Right. And along, it took, it took time, you said? Yeah, it took time for her to really get to... um know understand and to cope and then to you know accept it but when she did accept it when I say it was the best feeling ever it felt like you know it was a kid on Christmas like you could live your life and it was just the biggest weight off your shoulder wow wow that's very inspirational for a lot of our listeners especially children who might be listening and you know it's hard for them to come out to their parents and live their truth right and you do it through your artistry which is even more powerful for, for them you're their voice in a sense yeah so, you gotta live you gotta live and be be happy no yeah. one wants to sit in that cage of depression not being able to live to their truest their full potential right or to self because they're afraid of what someone else is going to say or afraid of being judged do you think that there are any challenges, you know, being a female in the LGBTQ community and being in the artist, like being an artist in the industry? Um, I feel like, yeah, there are. There are other, there are certain corners that are kind of like, you know, a lot of people go through the not being accepted in the, you know, rap or R&B as far as being a, a new artist. Like there's not a lot of my type out right now that are even in the industry. Like we got the Young MAs, we got Cash Page, but it's just now being accepted. But I feel like it's it's almost being, you know, patted on the back because it's like, okay, you're doing a little bit at a time, you know? They still are looking for that edgy, that that feminine beautifulness in, in a girl. So I feel like now it's that, is a very critical time in the music industry where 
we're able to express ourselves and able to be our true selves and not be judged yeah. and do what it is that we really want. Right. I could care. I know for a fact that there are going to be a lot of people out there that won't like your music or that'll love it. Then look at you and see you. That's going to be like, Ugh, she gay or this. I understand that. And you, we all have to understand. Sometimes our music won't be for everybody, but somebody out there is going to be able to grasp and listen to and be able to get that message and grow from what you sing. Cause you might help somebody get through something. Exactly. So I love my fears of being judged and letting people tell me what I can't do. I let that be my gas to push me to do it even more to prove them wrong. Cause can't nobody judge me, but God at the end of the day. And it's not going to be a rich line. It's not going to be an artist line where we go in first. We all going to be in the same line. Right. So we all each other as if, you know, treat my mom always told me you treat the janitor like you treat the CEO. Mm. everybody gets the same respect because that janitor might make it up to the top one day and he might have to pass you right and he will have to still see that face so you give everybody the same respect right and and those words are so powerful right because even if you don't identify or even if you don't fully agree with someone's way of living their lives which to me you know each his own in my opinion it doesn't make any sense because whatever someone else is doing, it shouldn't harm you. We focus on the things that are not harming us, but are harming us as far as socially and and what we don't want to see when we need to bring that same feeling and that same noise towards a lot of the policies, bills and laws that are ripping people apart from their families and also creating barriers to people having equality but I digress (laughs) you know it just makes no sense someone worrying about who someone else loves and how they want to live their life I always say live your life in your truth as long as you're honest as long as you can wake up like you said in the morning and go to sleep at night and you know what you are doing is 100% authentically you and you're not harming anybody in the process or stopping people from bettering themselves or or living a good life I feel like you you should do whatever makes you happy at the end of the day no one's right. happiness should be stopped off of their beliefs I, I just think that's just craziness it is. <laughs> but it's like it's just that pays you man if, if, if it's that much if it bothers you that much you know right and do you think that like with the new artists like Kalani and Lil Nas X and so many other artists that you mentioned earlier in the LGBT community coming out, do you think that them being acknowledged in mainstream music industry um, are opening doors for artists such as yourself? Absolutely, yes. I feel like it's opening doors for a lot of us because now we're able to not have to take those first steps that they did in seeing if I'm going to be accepted. It's almost like I have a chance, you know? So yes, absolutely. They've opened numerous doors. Like I said before, the the brat gave me my, she gave me my green light. When I seen her up there, like I love wearing beads in my hair. Like I could still wear my beads and I could still be swaggy. That was my green light. Like I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna make it. No one's gonna make me wear makeup. 
no one's going to make me wear a dress. I'm going to be myself and I'm going to make it. I told myself and I did. I manifested it. I put that energy out into the world. I dug deep into all of my desires and dreams and I start living my truth and stop just thinking about it. I start doing, applying myself to put in the effort that I needed to make these things happen so that they could happen. Mm. You know, I think that is the most powerful thing is just being able to look at the woman that came before us. And it's awesome that you're paying homage to Debrat, right? Queen Latifah, Lauren Hill, because it's sad. It's like in this new age of music, <laughs> I'm not calling anybody out. No lawsuit <laughs> over here <laughs> for defamation. And I don't want people side-eyeing me, but in the age of how black women are perceived in music now, and of course everyone can read between the lines, it's a breath of fresh air to see someone kind of bringing back the music in a sense and like the essence of unity when it comes to music. Yes. Oh yeah. I feel like it's important. You know, I can, we can all rap about and, and sing about any and everything. And I can say I do it as well, but we all have that time and space to where we show that we are human too. And we are all equal. My money statue or whatever the internet says and shows you doesn't make me any not equal of a human than you. So I feel like it does a lot of justice for us as humans and as artists that are being that mogul for everyone else, you know? Right. Right. And going back to justice, cause I just, that's one of my favorite songs. I play it and I, I absolutely love banging that song in the car. It's just, yes. Very, <laughs> very powerful song. Um, and if, again, if you guys don't know, you guys got to listen to it. We're going to tell you where you can find it on all the platforms, as well as the music video was pretty awesome, too. But just give us just a second, because I want to want to get some more information from Justice. You know, it, it. I love the fact that you discussed all, you know, the racial components, especially with Black Lives Matter. And it sounded like an anthem right for black people standing up and not resisting and you know for me I think it's beyond powerful I think you know it kind of brought me back to my own experiences when I was dealing with you know injustice um, racial injustice on different fronts you know racial injustice can look like being called the n-word when you're walking down the street you know and minding your business which I've experienced in Huntington Beach. Racial injustice can also be being followed in a store because they think that you're going to steal something. I've experienced that numerous times. <laughs> um, and then also racial, you know, racial discrimination and injustice can also be obviously embedded in systems. You know, like people are oftentimes working their nine to fives, and the systems are extremely racist. Um, and they have their own idea of what they believe should be accepted or not accepted in certain spaces. Including how you wear your hair or carry yourself or what you can and cannot talk about. 
which make other people feel uncomfortable, right? And it's yeah. it's those type of situations. You know, it's the situations that are in the systems of like laws, you know. What what if you can recall a moment in time where you faced racial discrimination that kind of stuck with you? What can you please tell us a little bit, you know, about that time? It's crazy because um, within the past few years, I actually experienced something. Like you said, I look very, very young and I was moving into a new building and I'm from the building. I've been there for about maybe two days. So, of course, none of the tenants know me. It is a fairly nice building. And so um, I was outside on the balcony and I see an older uh, Caucasian lady taking pictures of me from the other side of the balcony. Not not 10 minutes go by and I get a call from the um, office saying that, you know, there was the lady sent pictures and suspicious thinking that I didn't live there. You know, she thought I was robbing the place. So they called to see if, you know, I had someone in my house or some, if the, someone was there that wasn't me. Wow. And I, oh, it was me. <laughs> it's me. I live here. But because I was a young black, you know, woman in streetwear I didn't look like I belonged in that building she tried to Karen you what I was Karen to the team. <laughs> he, he said Karen <laughs> if I didn't have respect for my mother Karen would have got a few words and a couple of fingers <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I was respectful. Me and the ten, me and the um, the landlord, they we all laughed at it. You know, they they apologized because they felt like they were at fault in a sense, like you know. But um, yeah, it was crazy. Man, man. Luckily, I was in the state of Wusan and and meditating and getting my brain together because. If it was any time after that, I think she would have got it. Yeah, you're you're nicer than a lot of people out here. I mean, I think on my podcast, which I'm not going to tell the listeners my podcast, either you follow my social media, which I can't do that either because I'm on NPR. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just want to let you guys know, like, I've talked about Karens all the time and, and I've had my own experiences at a forever 21 with a Karen. Um, I talked about it on my podcast and yeah. And it, and it's to the point where we have this new thing in our device, you know, in our pockets called phones. I love it because anytime someone wants to act up, you will be put on blast social media and yes. the whole world will know who you are and, you will be a part of a TikTok and part of a YouTube and a meme. And yeah, it's, it's, it won't be good for you. Your whole family will be just not happy with your actions because you will put a dishonor on them. You know, the neighbors will know who your family and who you are. It's just yeah. not right to be a Karen because we are holding people accountability. Uh, the accountability yeah. with the phones and not only through our music and not only through not only with our protests and the activism that we're doing in the communities, but yeah, we gonna do a reverse Rodney King. So mm -hmm. <laughs> with that being said, 
uh, if you're going to be a Karen, you will be videotaped and you will be on social media. Exposed and canceled at its finest. Right. It puts a whole nother word towards, you know, a cancellation, you know, and you've been canceled. A form of Chrissy Teigen, you know. Yeah, we need to talk to about getting Karen in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. I think I think being Karen is going to be a historical context that, you know, later on, 40, 50, 60 years, it's going to be in the history books. It's going to be epic. What? Please don't name your child Karen. <laughs> I hope they, I, you know, one thing I, I wish they did, I wish they had like a book full of Karens. Like, what? I would I, but... love... <laughs> someone if you take my idea please just just give me a little bit of credit here I just want to get like a coffee table book of Karen's right next to my Malcolm X and my John uh, you know my Basquiat and Nina Simone big old coffee table books I want to have a Karen coffee table book because I think that will be a great conversation starter it's a party starter it's it's pretty epic here you just add I know there'll be plenty more to add on. Every year we just have a new copy made. Right, a new volume. <laughs> a new volume every year. That's awesome. Yes. And and speaking of which, I know earlier you mentioned and you shared your story, and I just want to say thank you for sharing your story with a lot of our listeners. To all of the upcoming artists who want to follow their truth, but they might be in a situation where they live in a family and they have similar experiences to you, what would you tell them? I would say use all that negative energy and everything that you have against you to drive you. Let that be a gasoline to prove everybody wrong and to live for you. You know, sometimes you have to have that light bulb moment when you realize you have the control of your over your life. Right. You control destiny so don't allow the thought of someone else's words what they're gonna how they're gonna look at you or how they're gonna perceive you stop you from getting to your final destination or whatever it is that you want to do because if if that's the case you'll never make it because there's someone always going to be saying something and i say you know if they're talking about you you're doing something right 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 even when they're not talking give them something to talk about (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because if you stand in your truth and you close your eyes and you live in your bubble and you just keep moving, they could keep talking about you, but the same nays, you're going to hear yays. And it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting how that turns around. You're true. My hundred no's, out of the hundred no's, and that one yes, that one yes made the biggest difference. So I'm telling you, I've knocked on plenty doors and have a lot of them slammed in my face but that one door that opened you make the best out of that situation and and doors don't just open for anybody right everybody has their time you can't be in a rush for it too so i also want to let you know it's all about patience you know and look at your patience you were able to go from thousands or i don't even know how much you started off with watching you on youtube and your streams and I looked on YouTube and I was like wow look at your streams look at those thousands and a million and I was just like wow and then now you have like Wiz Khalifa on the track with you with Justice and 
it's just so powerful, you know. It's patience and timing is everything, you know. Don't be in a rush. It'll come. You just keep doing what you got to do and it'll all pay off. Right. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Exactly. And before we leave, Nakia Gold, can you please, please tell us where we can find all your music so we can listen and support? You can find all of my music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, anywhere that you can play music, I am there on all social media platforms. And Nakia Gold, N-A-K-K-I-A-G-O-L-D. And that's everywhere. Anything you could think of that's on social media, a TikTok, a Snapchat, a YouTube, an Instagram, that's me. <laughs> and I'm waiting to see the music video, the revised version of Justice with Karens. I'm waiting for that. Hey, that'll be epic. <laughs> that reincarnate like on some, we get Dave Chappelle to give us a nice synopsis and come Help us put it together. I love Dave Chappelle, by the way. <laughs> Shout out Get to him. Dave Chappelle. Like, come on, Dave Chappelle. Let's put together some stuff, man. Let's really dig back into your Chappelle show back. And let's get a Karen episode with the song. <laughs> that would be I awesome. That would be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nakia Gold, for being on The Criminal I'm so happy to have you and I'm so glad that you came and spoke your truth and shared your knowledge and your music with us today. It is an honor. Thank you. And you're always welcome. Thank you. And I appreciate you for having me and make sure you all follow me. Okay. I'm looking and I'm seeing who's there. Follow, follow Nakia Gold, you guys. And again, thank you so much. You guys, listen to some great music. And we're going to play that track again because, you know, this is one of my favorite songs. I can't get enough. Listen up. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Criminal. I am your host, Camille Leggett. My friends call me Kay, so you guys can call me Kay. And you're listening to a radio show that focuses on equality respecting all races, genders, sexual orientations, and backgrounds. And regardless of who you are or how you identify as, this show is for you. Oftentimes, when people choose to live their lives, live in their truth, and stand up for their beliefs, they are perceived as criminals. Criminals like Frederick Douglass, Cesar Chavez, or even you. The Criminal will discuss social and political controversial topics with my fellow guests, or I should say my fellow criminals, with the hopes of educating communities and sharing powerful stories and criminals who have helped pave the way for equality as our ancestors once did for us. So let's utilize our First Amendment right, that's our freedom of speech of course, and let's get into it. You know, I find it quite interesting that we had such a phenomenal show today and with our guest, Nakia Gold, uh, who is an artist, and we were able to dive into this intersectionality of not only knowing who the artist is and the music, but also knowing more of who the artist is as a person. And so it was very interesting uh, 
being able to see the perspective of who Nakia Gold is as a person and how she identifies as a black woman who is a lesbian and how powerful that is, especially in the field of music and artistry in the music industry right now. And so I just thought that this was a phenomenal topic to discuss because, I mean, back in the 1960s, like back before 1962, it was a crime for someone to identify as uh, lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, um, anything of that nature. And and now we have so many different forms of sexuality. I mean, it's not just LGBTQ anymore. There's two-spirited, there's pansexual, um, uh, there's cisgender. It just goes on and on and on and, and non-binary. So I am just very thankful that we were able to kind of explore the realms of things that make feel make <laughs> the the types of perspectives that might make people feel uncomfortable because they're not the quote unquote norm. And back before 1962, it was not the norm to wave a rainbow flag. But today, uh, with pride and with all the pride parades that used to happen, I know that pride was I believe it was on uh, Zoom. Uh, the last two years because of the pandemic, which has been unfortunate. But uh, nonetheless, the rights that people in the LGBTQ community have had uh, and being able to not only marry, but to, to have children and adopt foster children and also be in the industry, um, as we talked about with Nakia Gold earlier, uh, with all the LGBTQ community members who are, are taking spaces in the industry and are unapologetic about it. Um, so it has been very interesting to see that change and that transformative change. And it makes you pose the question, right? If back then it was a crime to be identified as LGBTQ, and it was illegal for someone who is LGBTQ to be married to someone of the same sex, right? Then looking at the times that we have now, how can we perceive someone as a criminal when they're living in their truth and loving who they are today, right? The idea, the construct, the definition of a criminal it doesn't stay stagnant over time, right? If that was the case, then there would be no rights for the LGBT community. Nakia Gold wouldn't be able to even perform um, on on a huge, you know, radio station. <laughs> Nakia Gold would not be able to perform even on YouTube or even be, you know, recorded um, as an artist because she is, first and foremost, she's black, you know, the hardships of being also a woman. And then on top of that, she's in the LGBTQ community. All of these intersectionalities of things that were not the norm back in the day. Um, It wasn't the norm for a black person to be on TV in the early 1900s. It was not the norm for a black woman who identifies as lesbian to be Um, making music and also having their own video so I am so thankful to all the people who stand true to what they believe in and who don't let criminalized 
uh, perspectives of misinformed and oppressive individuals and systems identify them or who they are as their identity, but they stand firm in who they are and what they believe in. And that, that is amazing. So again, you guys, I hope you enjoyed the show today. It was a pleasure to get a chance to to see the perspective of an artist, Nakia Gold, and to hear her music and her artistry and her experiences, and to also look at that from a historical lens, uh, which once used to identify Nakia Gold and people like her as a criminal. So to all my criminals out there listening, I just want to say thank you, and I look forward to speaking with you guys soon. And without further ado, I just want to say thank you, and you guys take care. Today, I want to thank Nakia Gold for being on the show, The Criminal. And as your host, again, I am Kay, and it was such a pleasure to talk about uh, not only music and artistry, but the person behind the music. And Nakia, I just want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and transparent about your experiences uh, with music and most importantly, your experiences with finding your own personal identity and being proud to be a black woman who is a lesbian and being in the industry and making music that is transformative, that are relevant to our society, such as Black Lives Matter and equality. And so again, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure having you on the show. And again, I just want to let you guys know that you can find Nakia, that is N-A-K-K-I-A, gold, as in the color gold, um, on several platforms. Again, we played her song, Justice, which you can also listen to on all platforms of YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and the list goes on. So go ahead and give her a listen to if you feel free uh, to do so. And if especially if you're a Bob Marley fan, I think that definitely does some justice to one of my favorite songs. Get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. <laughs> Tell me.